Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill and you are listening to Mark Striegel and Talking Metal. This is Jamie Ross from Like It and you're listening to Talking Metal. That's right. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. This is John Astronomy along with Mark Striegel. Hey Mark. Hey John, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, we're looking at each other on uh, the, the Skype cameras and you got a, a <laughs> Mets hat on. Are you a yeah. Mets fan now? I'm a fan of uh, all the sports. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. No, I am, I am a Mets fan. I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan and a Mets fan. Most New Yorkers probably would think that that's blasphemous, but uh, yeah, you got to be one or the other. You got to be one or the other. But I, I no, actually, I'm the same I'm way. Not. I've been to Mets games. I prefer the Yankees, but I'm not one of those people who like want to want to fight, you know. Over yeah, I, I, I once had a, a, a uh, once once had a Mets sweatshirt that I wore, and I'm more of a Yankees fan. But I like 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 you. I kind of like right. both. I had this guy. He started like he wanted to fight me because I had a yeah. Mets sweatshirt. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I'm I'm almost afraid to wear the hat now. But I I went to a Mets game and I bought a Mets hat. And there's a couple of funny stories about the hat. But the thing is, is that I am now slightly nervous because I'm worried that some Yankees fan is going to flip out on me or something. No, it could happen. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it's nuts. I I got to wear like a a pirate's hat or something. I was at a Subway Series game, uh, which means in New York, when you hear Subway Series, it means uh, the Mets versus the Yankees. And uh, not the World Series, which they had at one point a uh, number of years back, probably over a decade at this point. But um, it was just a special Subway Series game. And I saw one of the most brutal fights in the audience wow. at that game, like blood and everything. It was pretty Jeez. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, we have Mr. Rob Dukes on the show today, former Exodus vocalist, current Fragile Mortals vocalist and also Generation Kill vocalist and such a, a great vo- uh, voice on this guy. We were, were very fortunate, John, because we got to do some jamming with him. Uh, yeah, I, I always watch that uh, video that we did for one of our newer versions of Talking Metal, and that uh, is one of my favorite jams that we did with Rob. 
Absolutely. It was actually there's two of them, Sean. There was Snowblind. Right. That's the one I was referring to. Yeah. We did the Black Sabbath cover, Snowblind, which uh, I'll put that up in today's show notes, the YouTube version of it. And uh, also we did Seek and Destroy. Right. Right. Yeah. Going way back. I guess that was like late 2007 or maybe actually early 2008, I think. Yeah, Yeah. We did. We did Seek and Destroy with, with Rob Dukes. That was when he was in Exodus, and Rob did some great work with Exodus. Rob, right. no longer a part of Exodus. We've already heard that story many times uh, on previous Talking Metal interviews and also on Mitch LaFon's show and all over Blabbermouth. I, don't really, I didn't really feel like there was a reason to kind of revisit the, the Exodus drama in this interview with Rob. This was more to talk about what he's up to now, which is some exciting stuff. It's basically a new band, which is Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC and the group Generation Kill. And when these two groups come together, they form a whole new band and go under the name Fragile Mortals. Does that make sense? Very good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. So I tell you what, let's get right into this interview with Rob. This is a song called Suicide. It is available on iTunes by Fragile Mortals, featuring Rob Dukes, formerly of Exodus, and Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC, and a bunch of other guys, including Rob Machete, who was recently on a uh, Talking Metal episode. So let's get right into a, a, a sound sample of this. It's an epic song, like eight minutes long, called Suicide. Go to iTunes to buy the full version. Again, this is Suicide by Fragile Mortals featuring Rob Dukes. And then we'll get into my interview with Rob Dukes. Purpose, you know I'm right, but life is dark, there is no light. Drink to carry on. 
in a room full of skull and bones Facing your doom and you're all alone On the inside, the truth is no On the outside, it's a whole of its own You're smoking, you're drinking, you pop those pills Nothing you can do to stop those ills Where I'm going, all is chill Hell is over and time stands still Mark Striegel, and checking in with us on the line, we have from Generation Kill and Fragile Mortals, Rob Dukes. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you, brother? Good, good. It's uh, it's great to talk with you again, especially since there's such big news going on here with Fragile Mortals. There's two songs now out on iTunes. We just heard about half, that was only half, guys, of the epic song, Suicide, um, just a monster track, and I guess let's talk about that track specifically, and okay. the writing process of that. Obviously, I'm hearing your parts. I'm hearing Daryl's parts. Uh, Daryl, of course, Daryl McDaniel's DMC. Well, how, how do you guys come together and, and start writing together, like a song like that? That seems like it has like some real personal stuff in it and some deep emotional stuff. How do you connect to write a song like that? Um, first, uh, usually, like, what we do is we, you know, the, the the boys will send me some riffs, and then we'll put together some riffs, and I, I usually, because uh, I live in Phoenix now, I, I fly to New York, and we'll get into a room, and we'll just hash out skeletons, and we'll get, you know, okay, this is going to be a chorus, this is a verse, and, they, like, they've already sent it to me on CD, so, like, we, we just put it all together, and then... Uh, once we get like a real good skeleton of a, you know, not including intros, outros, solos, just basically the verse and chorus together, then we figure out how many times it's going to roll around, and then and then uh, we'll we'll make a demo, like a like a just a, you know, pre-production of it, and then right. um, we decide what we're going to sing about. You know what I mean? Um, Daryl had some ideas. I had some ideas. Like we 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 shared back and forth some things. 
Honestly, I don't really remember where this one started. I assume it, it started with him because he had a book coming out, and his book is called Ten Ways to Not Commit Suicide. And basically, it's about his life with, uh, uh, you know, Run DFC and how he um, has been suicidal for a long time. And, you know, when, he, when we first met, when we first started talking about writing the song, I, I admitted to him, I go, yeah, dude, I, I battle that same shit I did for years. You know, I mean, it, right. it comes and goes. It's always like this irrational depression that I sometimes fall into. And, and uh, you know, and half my whole life, you know, I suffer from it medically. It's a, you know, medical condition. Um, it's a, my dad has it, it's hereditary. So anyway, uh, we talked and, and we, we, you know, when we first became friends, we kind of like did a, we did a two hour phone session one day and just, you know, kind of, you know, talked about where we came from and stuff. But anyway, so that's really how the song came together. And then I, it, for me, it was all my, all my lines were personal. And then there was also a story in my head of a, of a, of a guy who was just, uh, you know, he had a family and he was miserable and he made them miserable and how much, you know, pain he brought just by being this, this guy who was so alone. Right. And he had this, this wife and kids and it was just, a, a you know, and, th and that was the horrible story in my head. And then my own experiences I used uh, here and there to, to uh, you know, to bring the realism to it and, you know, and try to, to make it real. And Daryl was, Daryl, you know, told me, he goes, yeah, I wrote that shit that was, you know, all about me and, and my life and, and, you know, people I've met along the way. And I'm like, yeah. And, and that's how it came together. So. Right. right on. Well, it's a great epic song. It's on iTunes now. Thank it, you. it really just came out on iTunes along with All Fired Up, uh, another song yeah. that you guys put out. Now, now so... Are you going to release it like song by song, or, or, or are these no, just kind of like? No, these are like teasers, man. They were, uh, you know, we have, honestly they were supposed to be like uh, not come out together, but it ended up that way for because, because of management. I mean, we just uh, at this point, it's just a uh, it wasn't supposed to happen that way, but it did. So whatever, it's, it's out there. So the two songs are out there, and uh, um. We, you know, we 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 have a, a full length album. It's going to come out later this year. We're still, uh, you know, we're still doing the artwork and we're still doing the the some of the other stuff. The, the record's basically done, recorded and done. We're just doing the artwork and the finalizing and and trying to to put it together in a, in a cool package for people to to get. A, we want to do some finals and we want to do, you know, of course some some um, you know physical CDs. Um, but for mostly it's going to be a digital thing. I mean, cause that just seems the way the world's going. So, but for those people that do want, uh, you know, hard copies or vinyl, we're going to make that. And, uh, and so we're, we, um, Daryl, you know, Daryl's a big comic book guy and, and, and we, he has a comic book and I have a comic book. So we got a, an artist, a couple artists uh, from the, from those worlds to, um, do our, uh, artwork and we're having all, so we have, you know, we have some really cool, designs and stuff going on in our in our uh cool for for what's going on with it yeah so a couple things you um have released these two singles and i'm guessing the the album is probably coming out in this label too on on bumblefoot music so is that correct the whole album will be released through bumblefoot's label uh, uh at this point uh yeah um, we haven't signed anything yet. Uh, we're still in the midst of uh, dealing with uh, lawyers and contracts and 
right. stuff like okay. that. So, uh, so uh, we're still in the middle of it. We're we're finalizing all that stuff. Just you know, dotting the i's, crossing the t's. You okay. know, making sure everybody's uh, covered. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, because that sounds like a, a smaller label to me. Obviously, w- was there any interest with you guys in in approaching bigger labels, or were you looking for more of a? a we we didn't really we're not really we didn't really try. We really wanted to just keep this to ourselves. We were like, you know what, man? Like, you know, like you you know, Daryl comes from a world with, with big labels. You know, I've been on a, on a big label, and and we just the experience. Uh, you know the world's changing, and the world changing, and the ideas that they that they had long ago don't really work for today. You know, um, there's nothing that they could have done for us that would have been anything that we couldn't just either hire someone to do for ourselves, or uh, you know, or, you know, we 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 paid for the album, we 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 paid for the production, uh, we paid for the studio time, we we you know we flipped the bill for the artwork, you know, we did all that ourselves. So, you know, why, you know, I mean, we don't really need a label. We just needed, you know, somebody to, 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 you know, basically distribute it. And, um, that's kind of where we're at at this point is we just have a distributor. So, so, so you don't think having like a label would help with like press and promotion and stuff like that? Well, you know what I mean? Like, they, they they have it all in-house. I mean, honestly, it's it's such a, uh, a dinosaur industry, and they yeah. it doesn't favor the artist at all in any way, shape, or form. They, you know, basically give you a really bad loan at a really bad interest rate, and you never really, unless you sell a shit ton of records, you're not going to ever pay it back. And so, you know, they retain all the rights, and they keep the, they get the masters for years, and you never... And you really basically lose your, your, it's your music and you don't have any right to it. It's theirs. They bought it from you and you've signed away your rights. Um, so basically how, what we did was we just, uh, we didn't, we didn't do that way. You know, we didn't want their bad loan and, and, uh, and plus honestly, I, you know, with with the last generation kill record, we're all going to die. Um, I had, I had, I had met this, this guy, um, uh, and he had given me such beautiful and crazy photographs of, of just, he had thousands and thousands of, of, of historic photographs and photographs he took and just crazy, just really artistic and weird shit. Right. And the label wouldn't let us do it. And they, they, they made us change what we wanted. We, we didn't want the cover that they gave us like that we the cover was a black and white photo that i found on i saw in the new york times and it was just a photo that a guy had taken and it was at um it was at mount vesuvius but it was across this grease uh this 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 the ocean or uh the sea there right and it, it was a people in a church they had they ran into this church to 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 hide from this volcano erupting, you know, hundreds, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and they got, and they got, but instead of like, and Pompeii was like a whole body, but right, this right. was a flame first, so it burned everybody, so it was just skeletons. And if you see the cover of that, it was just supposed to be that one haunting photo. Yeah. And they were like, no, it needs this border of skulls around it, it doesn't look crazy. And it just, they fought us on every little fucking thing, man. It was just yeah. like, you know what, man, like, I don't, I don't fucking need you man like fuck off i just 
now it's a digital world. I could just put it out myself and, you know, it is what it is. Right on. People buy it, they buy it, they don't, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, right. Anyway. So you think? <laughs> no, that's cool. That's good. So you're thinking late, late this year? I mean, we're already in July of 2016. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. July. We were looking at late October or November, and if it doesn't do that, then it would be then February or March. You know okay. what I mean? We we we've played a couple shows, and we have a couple shows coming up. We're playing a couple festivals this summer, and and just kind of getting our feet wet into stuff. And we really wanted to like kind of tackle it next year and and try to, you know, and and. You know, we're, we're, I don't think, and I, honestly, dude, I don't know if we're, like, going to do, like, a small little club thing. I think we're just going to kind of do things here and there, and, and I don't really know. I, I honestly don't know what the future holds, which is kind of cool because I'm, like, you know, I, I'm just a regular dude. I got, a, you know, a regular job, and, you know, so, if, you know, like, hey, man, you might have quit your job and go on tour. I don't really know if that's going to happen, but I would, right. I, you know, it'd be cool. Um, but I, I don't have I have zero expectations, dude. That's really what I have is is we we really just you know meeting Daryl and doing what we've done. It was just an experience, and really that's really what life has become just a, a, a bunch of experiences. You can either choose to enjoy them, embrace them, and or hate them and fucking fight them. And I just I, what I did was I just embraced my whole. Uh, what what are the fucking odds that I'm gonna fucking run into the guy from Run DMC? Yeah. We're gonna exchange information. Then we're gonna talk on the phone later and decide to write some music together. Right, right. Then turn that into an album, and then realize that we're basically the same fucking people. We have these same problems. We both suffer from the same kind of depression and 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 shit. And like we both had like you know life growing up wasn't wasn't that easy and you know i mean it was just yeah, yeah you know and we both had this this kind of fame i mean of course he's a fucking icon he's an icon he's a legendary icon like he will live forever in the halls of of uh you know american yeah he's a he's an uh you know what i mean like he's and the fact that that guy would would fucking call me and hang out with me and, and want to make a record with me and just made me it blew my it blows my mind dude. it blows my mind that i'm yeah, in this absolutely. situation Absolutely. So, you know, I'm truly, eternally grateful, and whatever happens, happens, and whatever happens, doesn't happen, I don't give it, it, You know, I made the record. I listen to it all the time. I play it for my friends, and I, I you know, I sent it to my dad, and I was, Dad, I'm so stoked about this, and he said, I'm so proud of you, and that was kind of cool, and you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. You know, that's really what this was all about. It had nothing to do with anything else, and that was a nice feeling. There was no, we have no fan base, because the metal fans are going to hate it, and the fucking rap fans are going to hate it. So we're like, yeah. ah, fuck, man. We're, we're alienating everybody at this point. So, <laughs> you know, fuck it. <laughs> Let's well, just make ourselves happy. And that's what we did. Right. Well, it sounds the right, like the right attitude to have. Now, a couple things that you, you mentioned that I just wanted to circle back on. Uh, festival dates, have those been announced yet? Um, yeah, we're playing uh, August, uh, I think, 7th or 8th in Pennsylvania, at Reading, Pennsylvania, at, a, at, a, at the Music Fest. Okay, and then cool. we're playing the Carney, the Carney Rock in Jersey, uh, oh, okay. October thirty first with like Clutch and Twisted Sister and Overkill and a bunch of other oh, bands. That's been announced. Yeah. I didn't. Okay, that's uh, yeah. October first, right? Well, yeah, it's three or three days, man. It's yeah, like it's the thirtieth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's one of right. you know that stuff. So oh, yeah, awesome. we're doing that too. So cool. That's what night cool. are you playing for that? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay, cool. cool. I'll, I'll be. I'll uh, be at I'm the. Going, 
I'm going to be there the first day because I'm going to go hang out with Clutch. Okay, you know? cool. Yeah, I'll be there that day. I'll be there the 30th and the 1st. For sure. Yeah, so you'll be. Uh, yeah, you're gonna definitely yeah. see us. So yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's going yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Wife, Sunday will be a little yeah. bit tougher for me, but uh, hopefully you guys are playing either on the thirtieth or the first. Um, if not, I'll try to get down there for the the second. But... You better be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. <laughs> um, and comic book. You said you have your own comic book. I know Daryl has his own comic book, and I, I mean, I know you pretty well, yeah. but I didn't know you have your own comic book. Tell me about that. Yeah, man, I made a comic book a few years ago called uh, "I Am Become God." It was about a serial killer, and um, I did it with a, a small little comic company, and it, it was a short story I wrote, and uh, it was supposed to be a three-trilogy comic thing, and uh, they we did one, and they did like the first section, and then um, I never got to do the other two because the company kind of just folded, and, and I and the people all just kind of disappeared. Like, oh, okay. It was kind of weird. It just kind of like... I just never heard from him again. It was kind of weird. And, and like, his own brother doesn't know where he is. Like, me and his brother are friends. He's like, yeah, I don't know where he is. And he's fucking just, oh, oh, all right. So, you know, so that was kind of how that went. But I still have the first one. You know, I have, like, five copies of myself. And I, and I, uh, you know, I framed one, put it in my house. Kind of cool. So, anyway. Cool. Um, now, now, and yeah. Rob, Rob Machete told us Generation Kill is currently working on stuff. What's What's the status of that? Yeah, we have um, we have like five songs that are kind of like skeletonized. I went out when we were out in New York. We kind of went through some riffs and kind of jammed a little bit. And I'm gonna go on out there. We're uh, we're playing the Opie and Anthony show. I oh, guess, nice. Uh, next Monday. Oh, so really? We're, okay. I'm gonna, we, yeah, we're actually just so me and Daryl doing an interview with Opie and Jimmy, and then um, and then. Uh, that's the only thing I probably did it. Said Opie and Anthony. Oh, the Opie and Jimmy show. Right. Right. And then, right. Um, um, and then, uh, then we're going to play, we're going to play a couple of songs. So yeah, we're, right. they invited us, they're fragile morals to play. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if we're playing like in the room next door and that big fishbowl thing where like, where, you know, I don't, I don't know the details. I know I'm flying there on Friday and then we're going to, um, we're going to rehearse and we're going to work on a bunch of new detail stuff while I'm there. Cause they're going to be there for like three days and then go there and then have, uh, and then, and then, uh, go and do these shows. And I fly home, come wow. home after that. So, cool. so I'll be able to come home with a, uh, with at least like a demo to like start writing lyrics. And like, you know, I, like I always write lyrics. Like I constantly write stuff and I'm, I'm like, uh, I like, I, I write a ton of short stories and stuff. So like, you know, they're just ideas and I just, put them in paper and then sometimes I cultivate them and sometimes they don't. And then sometimes they turn into lyrics and then sometimes they turn into, uh, just stuff. I, you know, show my wife or, you know, Hey, check this out. Yeah. Right on. Right on. She goes, Oh, you're twisted. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of twisted, I want to get into a song called lot lizard right now. And this, this song was originally released as DMC, and Generation Kill, and I think yeah. even on the iTunes version, I think it says featuring Bumblefoot or something like that. So yeah. what, what, this song, I'm assuming, will be re-released as, as Fragile Mortals. It'll, on be, the, it'll be on the record, yeah. Right, but cool. Basically, like, we didn't know where we were at. We, we were kind of like, at the time, it was just like, that was supposed to be, it's like, when I first met Daryl, he was like, hey, let's write a song together. That was the song we wrote. Right. You know what I mean? That was the first song. So I was like, oh, okay. So that's what we did. And then... After that, we were we were kind of stoked, so we were like, "Hey, let's do some more." And then we wrote some more, you know. So 
uh, and it ended up being an album, and we ended up enjoying each other's company, and everyone had a, a you know constantly laughing and having a good time, and you know wrote some good songs that we liked, and 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 you know, like we said, we we basically just put Lot Laser on iTunes, like yeah, just, there it is, and never really you know, didn't really talk about it or anything. We just kind of kept working and working and, and we didn't really, uh, like I said, we didn't, we didn't really have any expectations or know what we were going to do. So right. we just, so yeah, right a lot on. lizard song. It's a good song. Yeah. Right on. So we are talking of course with Rob Dukes, the ex singer of Exodus, the current singer of generation kill and fragile mortals. We heard suicide coming into the interview right now. We're ending with lot lizard uh, another Fragile Mortal song. Both both songs on iTunes, and then there's also another song called All Fired Up, which is a great tune. I love that tune. So, Rob, great talking with you, and I'm always uh, anxious to hear what you're up to because you're always producing good stuff for us. So uh, let's keep in touch. Thank and I hope, you, man. Yeah, I hope to see you. Let's hang down at the uh, the Rock Carnival in uh, New Jersey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm psyched. I didn't realize you guys are doing that. It's going to be great. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. And tell the wife and kids hello, and... Uh... I hope they enjoyed the new Star Wars. I did. Yeah, so, yeah, man. We're so. we're. Uh, I'm g- watching season two of Rebels now. Have you gotten into that? Not yet. Yeah. I've been saving yeah. it. It's. Uh, yeah. I've been watching se- Preacher lately. Yeah, season one was okay, but season two of Rebels is is really worth watching. I'm like halfway through it. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's did a little read, little bit little kitty, read... but it's good. Yeah. So it was uh you know Clone Wars is like that too. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, have you watched, uh, Preacher? Do you, did you read that uh, graphic novel? I, I read it many, many years ago. Yeah, and I have not watched it. It's, well, it's good. The show is incredible. It's so good, man. Yeah, okay. it's well, really, really good. So, all right, um, I will check it out. Definitely check that one out. All right, yeah. all right, brother. Good tip. Thanks, Rob. All right, uh, man. Hope to talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, cool. Thanks. Later. Peace. Fifteen, when she left her home, had enough devil's cock. You don't need a condom, cause she's the queen of the truck stop. She's got holes in her face, like the holes in her socks. A jailhouse tramp stamp, and drag marks on her box. I know it ain't my business, but she's someone's little sis. The life she is living, it is hard as it gets. She never gets a break, she always gets and lots of shit. She's just like a mama getting pimped by a pop. She spends all the time working out of all the truck stops. cock a doo doo with a mouth full of cock. Her life really sucks, so the sucking never stops.
She got some crazy skills and she's bringing in big bills. But the way she is living it is gonna get a kill. She had a run-in with some psycho trick. He tried to slit her throat. She cut off his dick. You hear what happened in the lot last night? When it all goes wrong, she still thinks it's all right. That was Lot Lizard by Fragile Mortals featuring Rob Dukes, and that was a great interview. Yeah, thanks, John. Uh, it was It's always fun talking with Rob. He's on the show frequently, yeah. and uh, just a, a great addition to, to Talking Metal. I'd say definitely at this point, he's uh, part, part of the, the Talking family. Metal family. Yeah, yeah for no sure. doubt. Remember that time that we met Rob at Circus? Yeah. I believe that yeah. was Circus. I mean, he's, there's yeah. been so many interviews with him. A, a bar called Circus, which was... On Ninth Avenue, it's since closed down. It was a yeah. great, great spot. I love that place. Rob came down, and of course, Rob wasn't doesn't drink, and he hung with us at this bar, which which is really cool. I I I, I always give props to people who don't drink but still can go hang at a bar. Yeah, that's so cool. Because there's I've had other people who have had alcohol issues in their life in 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 their past, and they will refuse. They won't even step foot in a bar, you know, right. and. Uh, you know, so I, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, but Rob, yeah, he he met us in the bar and and hung with us and gave that was one of our first 
Actually, there wasn't. There's been so many interviews. Remember, you interviewed Rob once backstage at right, an right. Exodus show without me. Yeah, I remember um, that. We that was the time Rob. I had one of those skateboarding accidents, and I think I had like like uh, Band-Aids on my face or something. Oh, it was yeah. really funny. Yeah, and then, then we interviewed him at, at the Gibson showroom. And right. There's been so many interviews with Rob. He's come to my house to do interviews numerous times. So, so uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. A big shout out to Rob Dukes. Go support him and check out Fragile Mortals. And of course, also Generation Kill. Good stuff. Anyways, John, so you uh, just ran in here or ran ran to <laughs> Skype to do right. this podcast. You were in rehearsal. And yeah. To, so who are you playing with now? Okay. So I am jamming with a band that I loved back in the day when I first started playing out in the scene in New York. And, and this is a band called Like It. Now, I was in a group called Cherry Red that later became the Minks, where Emily was the uh, lead singer for the Minks. So th- th- we're all kind of, we all kind of know each other. But what happened was Cherry Red was opening up for Like It, and I was playing drums at the time. And I remember calling the drummer, who is Mike Lincoln, who plays with Captain T in Astronomy. And uh, at the time, I go, can I use your drum set? And he said, well, uh, yeah, but there's a giant like flower on the bass drum and it says like it. I said, that's all right. I don't care. So uh, that was my first interaction with like it. And then uh, like it is rounded out by Jamie Ross, a lead vocalist and guitar player and Dave Messenger on bass. Now, back in the day, the guitar player was Jerry Sunshine, yeah, uh, who was a, a super great guitar player from, from Japan, right? From Japan. Right. Yeah. He's a Japanese guy and he was so um flamboyant i guess is the word yeah. and and uh, what's another word john just like uh he had he just had he had so much going on as he was a showman yeah. i guess he right. was a showman yeah. great showman. guitar player yeah. great showman yeah. like tear down to his waist like a total like rocker yeah and, and just had all the 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 hard rock and and rock faces and and uh good guitar player and so my my version of of the like it history which you know aligns <laughs> with yours john is that yeah i i saw those guys probably at that show you're referring to where you were playing with them because i was probably there to see you play with cherry red and i was blown away by them and i honestly thought that out of all those East Village, now the East Village guys is a neighborhood in New York City that, uh, you know, back in the 90s and even back in the 80s and 70s was kind of like the cool rock neighborhood, punk rock more so than than, than metal, uh, but, you know, uh, rock and roll, sleaze rock, you know, type right. of vibe. And I always thought that, that like it stood out from all the other bands. The one band that kind of got a little steam. Well, there was numerous bands like Helmet came out of the East Village, but they weren't they weren't sleazy like like, like New York yeah. Dolls type. Yeah, they they, like, they weren't they were, they were kind of from a different they were more like the NYU like alternative crowd, but but uh, Degeneration came out of this scene that included bands like like John's band Cherry Red and and uh, Like It that we're talking about now and and Like It was the band that I always thought could could explode and become something big. However, I was totally wrong with that. Yeah, it <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> it went yeah, nowhere. It, <laughs> it would have been nice, yeah. but uh, sadly, um, it didn't happen. So what happened for me was Jerry Sunshine ended up going back to Japan, and uh, Jamie saw this video of me. Jamie is the singer, kind of yeah. leader of Like It. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie saw this funny video of me when I got my first Les Paul and uh, I mean, it was probably from like 1990 or 91 or something. 
And um, I had a towel like on my like coming out of my pants because I was afraid that the uh, guitar would uh, touch like a rivet on my belt or something. Right. And I was I, I, that's how crazy I was. And uh, it turns out that same day I dropped a piece of metal from an Echoplex, which is an old effect, on top of the guitar. The same day I had the little blanket, but it was ridiculous. So anyway, I, I do an Ace Frehley guitar solo, at least part of one. And Jamie saw that video and said, uh, you know, our guitar player left uh, to Japan and you should come down and, and jam with us. And it, it turned out I, I couldn't believe it because I never considered myself that great of a guitar player at that point. And I, I still don't consider myself that great of a guitar player. But um, Jamie was like, look, you're going to be the lead guitar. And and I think Jamie's a much better all around guitarist than, than I am. But um, I learned a lot from Jamie and I still play lead. Jamie plays some leads, but. And and we had been doing a lot of rehearsing as a three piece where Jamie plays bass and I play, you know, the only guitar. But what was great is Dave Messenger, the the uh, like bassist that I, I don't know if he's I think he's the original bassist. Um, yeah, is, the only yeah. bassist I know of in like it uh, came down and we played as the full normal like it lineup. And we're going to do a gig at something called Ross Fest 2016, which is Jamie's annual party that he puts on and jamie and his wife josephine are putting this party on uh in greenwood lake new york um, okay it's so, gonna be cool so how so okay so how many times through the years have you played live gigs with like it with like it yeah because it Believe hasn't it, been a lot it I, hasn't I, been, no, right? i know i i saw you with like it i want to say twice but i'm sure you've played more gigs yeah. than that we, we played one show for vh1 at like town hall or, or some venue across from like the venue called Townhouse on 44th or 43rd Street, something in Manhattan. That was a cool thing. That was for a uh, MTV Networks event. So that was like, I think that was our first gig. And then we, I know we played at Arlene's Grocery. We played at the Continental. I think um, I saw that gig. Yeah. Uh, like and, what year would that have been? The Continental. Hmm, I don't know. Going back a decade at least. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over 10 years ago, uh, without question. I mean, maybe even longer. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. And then we played at like a bunch of different Ross Fest events, and uh, we the we literally played about a year ago at his last annual party. So, so really, I, there hasn't been that many yeah. gigs. So oh, I we may have only it. seen you play once because I seem to remember seeing you play with like it at the Continental. But and you know what, we played at wetlands once as well so ah, okay. I, I gotta know i gotta try to figure out when those gigs were and there was one gig where jerry sunshine was back and we had three guitar players it was oh, me wow. jerry sunshine and jamie oh wow. so that was pretty cool but anyway oh, cool. if you guess what guys you can look uh, we're gonna play a little uh song for you guys tonight but you can go to this new website it's like dash it dash online.com and uh, like it now has a website you can listen to four songs uh, and, that I'm not playing on and it's Jerry Sunshine and you can also watch a video that recently just popped up on YouTube by uh, Rebel TV and it's a uh, uh, two songs that it's like one of the songs is like 15 minutes of like it at Webster Hall. Wow. Okay. The, you know that you? top room? No, with yeah, um, with Jerry Sunshine. Yeah, I may have been at that gig actually. Yeah, yeah. I it's a, it's a good video like at, at Webster Hall for sure. Uh, they did. Uh, I remember at that Webster Hall show, they did "Let There Be Rock" by ACDC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't cool. part of the video, but I I know they used to do that song. Okay, so a lot of people are probably lost, but if you followed that, <laughs> we're, anyways, we're gonna play. 
a song by the classic East Village New York City band, Like It, which John is now a part of uh, back in the the day when they were playing quite frequently. John wasn't a part of the band. It was this guy, Jerry Sunshine from Japan. And I'm assuming, is it Jerry on, on guitar on this track? Yeah, Jerry on lead guitar. And uh, uh, this song is called Super Japanese. Jerry, of course, was from Japan. And... Uh, Jamie has always had a fascination with all things Asian, and uh, this is a tribute to not only the Japanese, but uh, all people from the continent of Asia. Well, let's do it. Super Japanese by Like It. Yeah. 
All right, so what you just heard right there was Super Japanese by the band Like It, which John was just explaining the history of Like It. And uh, spur of the moment guest here on Talking Metal, the leader of Like It, the singer and guitar player and main songwriter, I believe, too, Jamie Ross. Jamie, how are you, man? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this, man. So that song we just heard right there, Super Japanese, what year was that recorded? Do you, do you well, know? When, I, when, 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 that, when that, those three chords were first put into place back in like 93, uh, Wow. Uh, we called it Thunderbird. Okay. It was Thunderbird, Thunderbird, a fine wine indeed. Right. And, and, so, then, and then I renamed it REO. It was REO, REO Speedwagon. <laughs> right. And none of these seemed to stick. Yeah. And then I realized that, uh, well... There's Japanese girls around. So then, then all of a sudden, the, the solos and all the little chords made sense. Right on. And that recording, like, when did you guys actually go in and record that? That was Jerry Sunshine with you on guitar yeah. there, right? Jerry Sunshine, the man man from Japan. Yeah. We went into uh, a recording studio, 16 track to tape in, I think, Union City. And what, like, 94, are we talking, you think? Yeah, it was a. It was a a really nice studio in someone's basement who was a, a high school teacher who just loved the the whole let us play forever and do all the tracks. It was great. Cool. And that stuff never got released officially, did it? No, I guess no. not. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and what like what are some of your favorite memories of that whole scene back there? Because I was just telling John, you know, there were certain bands that really stuck out to me personally, as somebody who used to go to the Continental, go to CBGBs, and like it was one of those bands. Because, you know, I always felt you guys were doing something a little different than, than the other bands. Let's start there. Do you agree okay. with that? I, I, well, I, I can explain that by saying that when you, let's say, sell out the Continental, if there's such a thing, but right. it kind of happened. It definitely happened. Yeah, and, and, you, and you you sell it out with the clowns for progress or friends from Degeneration or, right. you know, whoever these uh, downtown Lower East Side East Side people were. Uh, they just came in and saw us because it was Green Day time, let's say, mm-hmm. and they just said they have the wrong haircuts and why are they singing about sex? And that was it. Right. So that's I mean, my take on how great we were to we have it packed but everyone but, also was like even though they're tight and great they have the wrong haircuts and not the new punk rock right thing. so i guess that's kind of what i was getting at like in a way you guys were this east village band you had like david peel coming up on stage with you the place was packed the the, the shows were explosive but you were kind of an outsider right i mean you guys or the band was kind of an outsider yeah we we had some uh, fans like from bands such as like ff I, I I saw them once. They were angry punkers that really trashed the place. You know, right. I mean, violent, really cool punkers, and they were our biggest fans in the front row. I didn't know, but I guess because we were so angry, also. Right. It, kind of like the weird. Uh, I don't know if the word juxtapose is the right word. I'm, right. I'm, stri- I'm going for one though. Uh, we were the new punk rockers because we were actually against the short hair, little haircuts, and the the degeneration thing. Right on. Or or. Or maybe to make it clear, no one in the band was willing to cut their hair. Yeah, and we'd dress up in outfits, and you know, and the word poser could be thrown around. But if if you thought degeneration weren't posers, 
Then what's a poser? Right, right. And they know they're what they know they're dressing like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Is that answer the question somehow? Yeah. No, I think so. But you know, I guess circling back to my first question, what what are some of your favorite memories from that the '90s era of like it? Any any shows that really stick out in your mind? Any any moments in in time that? Uh... I'm, I'm glad you asked it again because that's what I was trying to get to. CBGBs. Karina Bernard was booking the place. Right. My, our our manager slash whoever he was. Uh, had a couple record companies come in. They left during the second song because of our haircuts. And unbeknownst to us, there was a reviewer in the room. We weren't a sloppy glam band. We were tight and heavy, like Judas Definitely. Priest or something. It wasn't uh, like, you know, we wear makeup, we run around. Right. And the, it was a two-word review in the uh, Village Voice. It said, like it. And it just said, I didn't. <laughs> 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 pretty funny yeah 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 you got to give him credit for that <laughs> and then uh, and then and then my manager somehow finagled someone else to show up about six months later to cbgb's again which i as much as cool as cbgb's was i never felt comfortable on stage even though the, the, the tapes they gave you came out great it's the yeah. monitors i don't know i always felt like something was wrong or i wasn't cool enough right yeah and then the second time around, they said like a two sheep in in uh, a two sheep a two headed sheep in formaldehyde. Uh, I was interested, scorned, but yet couldn't look away. Yeah. And and I was like, what does that mean? And they said, and just when we thought some girl in leather was gonna join us on them on stage, one did. Oh, nice. And that was super Japanese where she came out with the umbrella right, and the confetti yeah. was inside. And, yeah, totally. And she was in that. a full-blown kimono. And I had like a, a pedal board that included like the strobe light. I think I had to press the button and everything. And an echoplex with a tape machine. And she's opening so all this effort. And all of a sudden they were just like, oh, then some chick jumped up. And I was right. like, oh, so we're like this lame, like lame Motley Crue band with the other lead singer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? John Karabi. Yeah, John Karabi. nothing against him. I'm just yeah. saying, like, yeah. they were just like, just when we thought it was bad enough. And I was like, well, why are you still there? Why is it so packed? So what what is up with Like It now? Like, what's the future for Like It? What do you envision happening with this band at this point? Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Cool. Are, any? Would you ever go into the studio and record new songs or... Yeah, I think that's already kind of on the table. Okay. Things are going to happen. Cool. Uh, would, would they be new songs or would they be re-recording you know, some of the old classics? Well, I'm sure there's some behind-the-stage arguments with John Ostrowski over that. Right. Uh, but they'll, they'll be new. All or right. ones that never appeared before. Gotcha. Cool. All yeah, right, man. Something to that effect. Uh, uh, but maybe maybe you're looking for something more, a little more like inside the '90s scene type of, not just how I my band was perceived. Do you want some other story? Uh, sure, if you got one, go for it. Because <laughs> you asked it twice. Uh, I take. Uh, how about this? When uh, when the Cat Club and the uh, Rock and Roll Church all suddenly started to disappear, and even the pool bar. A lot of those people tried to hang on to that midtown feel. Right. And not I was I'm not saying I was smart enough or even new. I just accidentally walked by the Continental and find out there, there was a thing called the Lower East Side and I lost we lost all our friends because they were like, What are you, a punk band? And I was like, Well what are you where are you guys playing? The pool bar? Yeah. 
Right. So, so, so it was like uh, the Continental was packed, and then you know, uh, and then Degeneration. There was, I mean, there was hot chicks there. Yeah. You know, sticky and you know, the Les Stitches and the New right. York Loose or whoever. Right. And the, I mean, there was a happening scene going on. People passing around illicit drugs. Right. You get in for free, tattooed, you know, psycho sluts from hell, bartenders giving you a free shot. Right, yeah. You know, uh, it, it was a really good time back then. It, at the time, I just kind of felt like we were just had the wrong haircut. That's the only, right. the only thing I can say. I'm sorry, I can't be more insightful. <laughs> cool. Well, Jamie, good talking with you, and uh, thanks for sharing some some Like It music with us. Definitely keep Would this, you like uh, to hear from the, uh, the, the timekeeper, Mike Lincoln? Or? Yeah, yeah, cool. Let's hear from him. Do, do, do your listeners know that we're inside like a time cave with like a bunch of kiss stuff in here with a kiss pinball machine, uh, kiss yeah, random we, lamp fires? We didn't go over it in this episode, but yeah, they mostly know that. Yeah. Ew, this microphone smells like Jamie's breath. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up, bro? Hey, Mike. How are you, man? I'm all right, bro. How are you? I haven't seen you since, I think, Christmas time. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Yeah. Guys, we are talking with Mike Lincoln here on Talking Metal, yeah. uh, another another kind of uh, spur-of-the-moment interview, uh, which we're going to, Mike, probably have to keep to about five minutes here, but let's, let's, let's uh, let me tell you, the first time I met you was probably... At one of those Like It gigs, I was a big fan of, of the band Like It back in the 90s. But another band you played with, which I kind of just wanted to touch upon since John and Jamie already kind of went over the whole Like It thing, was this band Laughing Sky. Um, can you fill us in a little bit about yeah. what Laughing Sky was? Because in some ways it seemed like kind of this Like It side project, but in other ways it was something very different. Tell us about Laughing yeah. Sky. Laughing Sky um, is a psychedelic band, and we're still kind of, well, we're not together right now, but I think we'll get it going again. It sounds like definitely influenced by, like, early Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett. We toured all over Europe, California, and it had a, you know, I guess a very psychedelic garage kind of band feel to it, three-piece band, um, psychedelic, I, you know, I keep saying that, a lot of effects on the uh guitars and kind of trippy stuff i don't know right but it was it was basically you and jamie the two it was jamie i and dino sorbello he's the brains behind it all the um he comes from a band called the black violets Very that, cool. they had a little bit of we had a black violence you know and uh yeah we put out a couple albums and uh that's yeah, good stuff if you're into that kind of music, that should say. Is yeah. that stuff available like on iTunes or anywhere online? I believe so. I'm not sure. That's good. There is still LaughingSky.com, and uh, I'm not sure exactly where else it is. But <clears throat> we did release albums, had shirts made, everything. You know, we were out there. Right. Um, I forgot the name of the label. I'm sorry offhand. Um, no, no worries. Uh, yes. And so. So. So, so, Jamie Ross played with you in Laughing Sky. He played with you right. in Like It, which we've been talking right. to John and, and uh, Jamie about. So, where did you and Jamie first meet? Uh, we, I was in a band called Sticky, a uh, power pop rock band out of New York City. And uh, we played a gig one time, and Jamie happened to be there, but I didn't know him. And he called up the singer. And I was only the temporary drummer until they found a permanent member. 
And one day I got a phone call saying, hey, uh, my name is Jamie. I got this band Like It and we need a drummer. Hey, why don't you come down to check out the music? I said, well, you want me to bring a tape in my play? He goes, no, I saw you play the other night and I thought you were great. And So I went down and met up with him and then that's how our relationship started. Nice. Cool. And yeah. what, I know you are a, a guy who's usually playing with a bunch of different bands. You obviously have Like It going on right now. Is, the, is there anything else happening for you musically besides Like Oh, yeah, it? sure. Yeah, what else? What else? Just maybe a... Right now. I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, run down some of the other stuff you're currently uh, doing as far as bands go. Right. Uh, like It... Um you know, we kind of just get together and we're definitely going to do something. But no, the band I've been in for the past like seven years and I've toured all over all over the place with them is Electric Frankenstein. Right. They're kind of these underground punk legends. They've been around for a long time. And uh, I just played uh, this past Saturday night about eight days ago up in Kingston, New York. We played a gig, but uh, I've toured all over America with them and even Canada. We went all over the world and um, well, we didn't go to Japan. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Electric Frankenstein. Yeah, they got great artwork. I think the best part about the band, besides the music, is the artwork is brilliant. If you go online to electricfrankenstein.com, brilliant artwork connected with the band. Cool. And uh, do they have tunes, like, up on iTunes and stuff? Or? Oh, certainly. They've got, even if you go on eBay, they're... they're records are for sale the shirts are for sale the stuff on itunes that's that band really is is made it out there um there's a, a there's the first tony hawk video game that he uh put out there's an electric frankenstein song on that there was a show on mtv or vh1 viva la bam the opening right. of that show yeah the electric frankenstein music was on that then there's a movie out called American Psycho 2. I liked it. I thought the movie was great. It's not as good as the first one. But um, William Shatner is in it. And that Kunis girl, whatever, the one who's with... Uh, Justin uh, Kusher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. And there's a song in that movie... And Electric Frankenstein gets a credit. There's a, a kid is in a library listening to his headphones, and he's listening to Electric Frankenstein where someone comes up behind and kills him. But cool. Yeah, so, yeah. What Electric Frankenstein song can we play for the Talking Metal listeners right now? Demolition Joyride. That's their. Uh, that's the hit tune from uh, Electric Frankenstein. That uh, and Electric Frankenstein is like punk metal. It's not heavy metal, and it's not punk. So it's they kind of. Uh, you know, they kind of got that little niche in. It's kind of a heavier punk, but like a not total heavy metal. Gotcha. Cool. And what record does this come off of? That I, I can't say. Maybe it's called... You see, okay, the reason why I say that, I'm not sure. Electric Frankensteins, they're on, they have so many records out. Like, really, they got so many compilations and everything. So maybe it's... Uh, um, I don't even know. I okay, so so the, you're not playing drums on this song, but you you play you play it live with them. No, if you I play it live, if that, that track I'm not on. I'm on other okay. tracks, but not that one. The reason why I mentioned that song is because that's uh, that's their hit song, okay. um, Demolition Joyride. Yeah. All right, let's do it right now. This is Demolition Joyride by Electric Frankenstein here on Talking Metal, and we've been speaking with. The drummer Mike Lincoln, who plays with Electric Frank Frankenstein, as well as the band Like It, and 
Mike, we've done some great shows together and it's uh, it's always great playing with you and hanging out with you. So thanks so much for joining us here on Talking Metal. You're welcome, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome, Mark. And it was great seeing you and hearing your voice again. You've always been a good friend of mine and I love uh, Talking Metal. And I'm glad so you know glad to be on the show and prompt to today. Yeah, yeah, far overdue. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Over and out there, Mark. Later. just heard was demolition joyride by electric frankenstein here on talking metal john is back with us uh, kind of some uh hey guys Im- impromptu is that the word impromptu interviews there yeah, happening impromptu. yeah yeah <laughs> so good stuff so what happened guys was we okay Mark, oh, yeah know. yeah okay can you hear me yeah, yeah yeah your your picture was freezing up but yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Always, uh, always fun to talk with Mike Lincoln. I, I don't know if he's ever been on the podcast. I'm not sure. I don't think so. So long overdue. I'm glad he's joined us, and it was uh, fun talking with Jamie too. Now you and I used to actually 
in our band, Captain T and Astronomy, we've had numerous bands together, but in, in Captain T and Astronomy, we, uh, we used to cover a Like It song. Do you right? Which one did we do? Oh, wait, wait. We did LSD is <laughs> A-OK? Is that what we no, did? No. No. What did we do? I don't think so. Bump and grind? No. No. I thought we did LSD is A-OK. Oh, maybe we did. Is that the one that goes... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. we did that. But who sang it? Jamie? Jamie would come up and sing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then we and probably we, did LSD. Is okay. okay. And we may have done it once without him even, because we played that weird show out in Coney Island once, and I know, I, I feel like oh, yeah. we, we may have played that and this other song, Let It Shine, without, because right. usually those two songs, we'd have the guest singers, which would be Jamie right. and uh, Shermie Sheldon from Hollywood Superstars. Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, but I, I feel like I, I sang them or something <laughs> uh, at that weird I bet Coney you Island show. We played this gig, guys. John and I, literally on the ocean. I'm talking like like on right. the boardwalk. It was like on the ocean. It was so awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah fun, that fun time. That club isn't yeah. there anymore. And sadly, I, I just went out to Coney Island and I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. And then I looked it up on the internet and it's it's not there. It was called Chachas. Yeah. There's a long history with Chachas. And the craziest thing is we played it during a hurricane. So not That's as bad right. as Hurricane Sandy, but it was a, a actual hurricane. And I insisted that we go. I had two freaking Randall mirrored amps and craziness. I was dressed up in the astronomy outfit. And uh, uh, we probably should have canceled and played another day. But I was, like, obsessed. And I made us drive all the way out to Coney Island in a hurricane. But it was yeah. still fun. Yeah, you got a good memory. I, I do remember that it was raining and stuff while we were playing there. Yeah. Not, not too many people showed up either. But it was it was a fun yeah. it was a fun uh, yeah. gig. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right on the ocean during a hurricane. So there you go. Right. Anyways, John, uh, we should oh, we should probably play Rocky like a hurricane now, right? And just, okay, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And anyway, we were just talking about uh, I was telling uh, Mike Lincoln about Mickey or Mikey D, and uh, yeah. he's now with the Scorpions, right? Yeah, My- Mikey D. Um, oh, I'm sorry, no, Mickey D. Mickey D. Now, Mickey which is D. weird. Okay. Yeah, we John and I had this conversation in a podcast. I ended up editing the whole thing out, but I, I swear to God, and that I've always called him Mickey, Mickey D. D. I've always called him Mickey D. And I was listening to Eddie Trunk's show, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but Eddie called him Mikey D. Mikey D. He called him it like Mikey D. Like five times and i was like wow so for the past 30 some years i've been calling this guy the wrong name uh, <laughs> and it's not true his name is he pronounces it mickey d because i went back to some interviews that 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 mickey d has done so i don't know what eddie trunk was talking about he may just have had a, a brain fart that day but it's it's definitely mickey d and eddie at least, maybe it wasn't six times, but at least two or three times he referred to him as Mikey D. But no, Mickey yeah. D. Mickey D. They sound kind of yeah, similar. But yeah. yeah, we had a whole. We, it's so funny that we had uh, you edited that out because we had that whole conversation. But yeah, time. yeah, we had it on there, and then uh, then yeah, I just edited it out. But uh, nah, it's good. tightened yeah. it up, tightened, tightened it up. up. Anyways, this John, is a loose podcast. This is a loose one. Yeah. Anyways, John, it's uh, Sunday night, ten p.m. I got to go to bed. Oh, I got to go watch Roadies on uh, Showtime. Oh, okay. You go do that. Show. Guys, support the podcast by visiting TalkingMetal.com and using our links to link on over to Amazon. Make your purchases there. You can buy a T-shirt. Uh, there's PayPal donations. Uh, another thing you can do, which I always forget to say, 
but it is very helpful, is go leave a good review for us on iTunes. There's now nice. many different versions of this show. There's the, 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 show, the version with no music. There is, uh, I think we post the file three times now with the Spreaker feed and on our, our feed. So on iTunes, there's actually three different places you can get it now so leave a review on all those those pages on itunes and uh yeah and spread the word tell a friend about itunes go like our facebook page follow us on twitter i just opened a uh talking metal instagram account which i posted that picture of you and and papa from ghost on oh, it nice and it cool. got like a ton of likes even blasco wow. from from ozzy's band liked it so oh, yeah nice. yeah <laughs> yeah, so, cool. yeah uh so i thought that was cool and he and, and i think I, don't, I think he followed us too he followed us nice. and then he liked that uh that photo so good stuff that's a great picture of you and papa you. The, from what a year or two ago probably yeah right? yeah it was in yeah. texas yeah good stuff all right this is rocky like a hurricane by the scorps john have a good night you too, Mark. Take care. Thanks all you guys. Bye. Like a hurricane Fire in the Here I am Rock you like a
Get his food, scratch my skin, so what is wrong with